Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan at ThunderJazz, and I'm here with a word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Just head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that is BLE50 in all capital letters, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Dylan at Thunder Chats. You are tuned in to another episode of the Top at Thunder podcast. We are part of the Believe Network, and it's just me today. <coughs> um, you know, with the offseason, the doldrums of the offseason, um, you know, it, it was kind of back and forth on who we can get on here, but with the preseason, you know, school starting for like Tierney's a teacher. Um, I think Connor was back home visiting some people. Mullis has a crazy schedule, and then Alex, uh, I think his wife got sick, so yeah, it's it's just a little old me today, but um, we haven't had a podcast since the preseason began. Um, we really wanted to wait for a few games to kind of happen before we started talking about them, and also talk about Wimby versus Scoot, which, holy crap, but we'll get into that. <clears throat> if not a little bit later, we might even save it for the next podcast, because for those of you guys that haven't seen on Twitter... Um, we're having Tyler Rucker and Tyler Metcalf of the No Ceilings podcast come on the podcast to kind of kind of like a preview for the rest of the season, talk about the guys that are already on the roster, talk about Chet and um, what they feel uh, sitting out a year is going to be like, <clears throat> like do for his career. And uh, also, you know, Rucker was at Vegas with Albert Dim of uh, the Draft App podcast, also of No Ceilings. And so he got to see firsthand Wimby and Scoot and Winter Miller for Alex, the truther out there. Um, so we can get his firsthand experience and uh, analysis of, you know, seeing him in person, up close and personal. And uh, also, you know, kind of preview some of the other prospects that are going to be coming in to this draft. Because <clears throat> I've said it before, this draft class is, like, crazy loaded. Like, obviously, Wimby is... The grand prize, Scoot, is also a huge prize. But, like, I could legitimately name 14 people that, if we added them to this roster, could be, like, extreme difference makers. And, you know, that's that's the lottery. I'm like, we're going to be there. We're going to add. Like, it's not we could potentially add somebody. Like, we are going to add a difference maker in the draft this year. And so... Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna touch base with the no ceilings guys as the draft season you know comes upon us. Like there, I got saying comes upon us again. Uh, I'm sure somebody's laughing. 
as the draft season is upon us. But, you know, just kind of a preview so we can, like, kind of see some guys that we need to be taking a look at as the college season gets going. So, <clears throat> definitely excited about that. But, hey, like I said, it's just me. Um, I haven't done a solo podcast in a while. For those of you guys that aren't familiar with the solo podcast, welcome. Uh, this is a special edition. Thunder Chats! Ho! <clears throat> yeah, I gotta be a little quiet because my wife is asleep in the next room. And all three of my kids are awake. Nova is doing his treatment. And uh, my other big boys, uh, Slade and AJ, they are playing video games. So I got about a solid 10, 15 minutes before I get wrap this up. Maybe 20 if we're lucky. But I do want to talk a little bit about preseason basketball. So <clears throat> if you guys have listened to any Thunder podcast, you've seen Twitter, you know all the big stuff. Trey Man, he's gotten a lot bigger. Uh, he's shooting better. Right now, in the preseason, he's shooting 59.1%. He's hit 13 of his 22 made three-point shots. Like That's crazy. But what's also important is he's made 58.1% of his altogether field goals, 18 to 31. Now, only five, only five of nine of those shots were... Uh, he's, I'm sorry. Only nine of those shots were not three-pointers, and he made five of those, so... A little bit over 50%, but for a guy like Trey, who was you know smaller and kind of struggled with finishing last year, that is like huge. It's important. And one of the other things that I've noticed about Trey, yeah, he only has four stocks for the preseason, three steals, one block. <clears throat> but if you watch the game, he's super active defensively. Like he's getting his hands in there, he's getting deflections, he's getting tips. You know, he's not just it's not the Trey man of last year. That we saw, like, when he first came in, whenever, you know, Mark brought up the broccoli and Skittles thing. Like, this is a guy that's engaged on defense. And I'm not saying he's going to lock somebody up, but um, I think that he could truly be an off-ball menace uh, if he continues on this route. And just kind of his uh, defensive awareness, uh, he it looks a lot better. Like, he, he knows where to be, <clears throat> and he knows where to be to uh, – you know, put himself in a position to wreak havoc on the defense man. So, um, also, you know, Josh Giddy, obviously, like probably the best like pound for pound player we've had in the preseason this year. Um, with Shea not playing, Dort not playing, Chet not playing, Moose not playing. Um, news on Dort is he actually has clear concussion protocol, so he'll be playing today, I believe. Yeah, uh, we we play uh, the Israeli team, so <clears throat> that will be exciting to see Dort on the floor with these guys, but. Josh Giddy, like, obviously, he looks big. He looks huge. Like, dude's six foot nine. He's carved out of stone. He's still just like, I think he's twenty years old. Like, he's so young. It's ridiculous. Um, obviously, he leads the team with assists. He has eighteen assists. <clears throat> he trails only Darius Bay's win rebounds, and it's only by one, but nineteen rebounds. He had a near triple double the first game. His splits are great. Fifty-seven point seven percent from the field. 50% from three. Now, he's only hit two of four, and two of the two that he made was two of two from the first preseason game. But just the eye test, it, patch, it passes the eye test. Like, his shot looks a lot better. Uh, you could tell that his work with Jordan Mawley. You could tell that his work with Chip England um, with the Thunder. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a notification on my phone. I'm completely thrown off. Jordan Mawley in the offseason and Chip England as the Thunder acquired him. The shooting coach. 
the work has really paid dividends. And it also shows that the line works five of six for 83%. Um, I think Josh Giddy's going to make a huge leap this year. Uh, you know, it still remains to be seen what it's going to be like when Shea comes into the fold. But, you know, just like what we've seen, like Josh Giddy looks a lot better um, shooting the ball and on the ball. Now, the other thing that really impressed me with Josh Giddy is his defense. Like, you know, I talked about the frame, but <clears throat> same thing with Trey Mann. Like, positionally, he knows where to be, and he's, like, putting forth a real effort defensively. And it shows in the stats. You know, I talked about Trey. Like, you know, he's wreaking havoc off ball, and he has four stocks. Like, Josh Giddy has eight stocks in the, in the preseason. Five steals, three blocks, and, you know, he's really making his presence felt. <laughs> Again, with Trey Mann. I'm not saying Josh Giddy's going to be this, like, elite lockdown defender or anything like that like I'm like his his feet are still still a little bit too slow for that um but if he could just be a guy that defenses aren't targeting because like he knows where to be he knows how to hold his ground defensively then that's gonna be huge for the team in the future now I I really I literally started this quote-unquote segment by saying you know, you've heard all this if you've listened to the Thunder podcast, and then I list all the things you already heard. But I, I think that that's really important. But uh, let, let me touch on some things that you probably don't realize. So, of our 15 players that have played in the preseason, there are five of them that have shot 40% or over. First, being the uh, actually leading the team is Aaron Wiggins at 66.7%, which... Let me just segue a little bit because I've been so impressed with Aaron Wiggins. Like, his off-season summer league arc has been so impressive. Um, you know, I talked about it on the podcast. Like, he was one of the guys that I was most impressed with at summer league because, you know, we've seen what he could be defensively. Like, he's just a dog at the wing position, super athletic. Can really be a killer in transition. Um, you know, using his athleticism to finish at the rim, explode the rim. Um, always been really good at attacking closeouts and backdoor cutting. And, like, all that is still on display. But, like, he's really put in the work in the offseason, whether it was the chipping win or beforehand. Um, you know, just working on a three-point shot. And 6-9, leading the team in three-point percentage. Like, tip my hat to you, Wiggs. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of rotation, but I – I think Wiggins has earned a spot in that rotation. But continuing with the three-point percentage, um, after Wiggins, we got Trey Mann at 59.1. Number three, we got Lindy Waters at 52.9%. Dude shooting 9 of 17 from three. And if you want to know a very interesting stat about Sir Lindy Waters here, um, he's actually third on the team. No, I'm sorry, fourth on the team in total minutes played and in terms of scoring he has actually scored the scored the third most points Trey Mann has 51 Josh Giddy has 37 Lindy Waters right behind Josh Giddy at 36 points you know nine threes that's 27 points so you know what is that nine more points that weren't off three-pointers he had five three throws or so I guess he's only scored two more buckets yeah that checks out I could have just looked at field goals made but Either way, like, Lindy Waters has turned into a legitimate sniper. He talked about in the, uh, I almost said exit interviews, the media day interviews, how he really worked on his conditioning and how he really worked on, you know, 
kind of bulking up a little bit so he can get around screens and, um, you know, really just run around and get himself open and also, like, working on shooting off the catch, shooting coming off of screens. And <clears throat> it's really evident. Like, the dude's hitting spot up, coming off screens, off curls, pin downs, in transition. I think I saw him hit a couple pull-up threes. Like, he's a legitimate sniper. And if he continues this, you know, I said on the pod before, uh, he could be everything that we thought Alex Abrinas was going to be. And, you know, it, it goes to show you, like, if you had this guy, like, if you had this guy in the rest of Westbrook years, like, man, it would have been awesome. But moving on to the next highest is actually Josh Giddy at 50%. And then transitioning to the fifth highest, the last person that is at the 40% mark, and it is at 40% mark, and it's Alexi Pokashevsky. Uh, shooting 4-10 from 3. Um, he's shooting 7-17 seven seven from the field, so a little bit under 50%. But for those of you guys that want to poo-poo that, which there are some of you that do, including myself, if you look at the next guy down the roster, there's another guy shooting 7-17 seven seven from the field, and that's Jalen Williams, Santa, J-Dub, whatever you want to call him. He's shooting equivalently from Lex Pokashevsky from the field and also shooting 0-5 from 3. Um, he's got to the line five more times, but, you know, whether that is more Santa struggling or more Poku kind of taking a step, like, you know, before you poo-poo, I gotta stop saying poo-poo, <laughs> before you're negative about Poku's field goal percentage, uh, you know, look at a guy that a lot of people are propping up in, in Santa, so, um, I do gotta say, you know, I was critical of Poku in the first game, and I stand by that criticism. I thought that he was kind of all over the place. He's fouling a lot. He had three turnovers in the first quarter, first half, something like that. But he he closed out that first game with a strong second half, and he kind of carried over into the next game. And I saw some things in game two. Um, obviously, his shot looks better. Uh, he's getting to the rim better. Um, he's doing a great job of contesting shots, just using his length. He's actually second on the team in blocks behind Darius Bates with a four. He also is tied with Josh Giddy for the lead in the team for for turnovers, uh, and he leads the team in personal fouls. So to say Poku is a finished product is short-sighted and just incorrect, and yeah, I think we all know this. Like Poku is a long-term player, but this is year three, and I think that you know, Poku is a guy that is going to have to really show us something this year. Show, not not really us, but like show the Thunder front off, show the coaching staff that he belongs here. Uh, I think he's earned a spot in this rotation. Heck, he might even start. He started two of the three preseason games. Um, he might be the starting power forward alongside Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So uh, if Poku can continue to build off these past two preseason games, then I had no problem with him starting, and I think that he could carve out a role for this team in the future. But, um, you know, like I said, he's, I'm not going to say he's under a microscope, but we, we're definitely monitoring him. Uh, speaking of JRE, um, he's, he's not looked great in terms of scoring the ball. 9 of 22 shooting, 40.9% from the field, 1 of 10 from the three point line, which was kind of a strength for JRE last year. J Rob, whatever you want to call him. Um, he was, uh, I think he was like second or third on the team in terms of three point percentage. Obviously, he missed some games, but like still, like that's a like 10% is a far cry from where he was at in the regular season last year. Um, that being said, he does look bigger. He, he's playing a lot more physical. 
Um, he's a guy that really makes it tough on the opposing bigs. He only has 10 rebounds in the preseason, but he's making guys work. Like, I think Alex, um, I think Nikola Jokic actually scored one time when Jerry was guarding him in the Denver game. And obviously, like, he didn't play the whole game, but, like, that's just a testament to the physicality and the defensive acumen of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So I think he could really step up and, uh, you know, have a good year. Um, Last guy I want to talk about, you know, I mean, we, we could touch on all a few of these guys. Like, Kendrick looks good. Basically, still not seeing it. Haven't seen it in three years. Like, we've seen small flashes, and I mean, like, minuscule flashes. But, like, if you're not flashing in the preseason, bro, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just don't see it. But i got to go with my dude, Oozman Jang. Ooze, baby. Hashtag Jang Gang. I'm bummed he only got to play two games because with Jalen Williams sitting due to strep throat in the third game, I thought Ooze had a real opportunity to you know kind of go out there and cook because Jalen Williams with uh, Shea being out and Dort being out, Trey Mann had stepped into the starting lineup and Jalen Williams, Santa, had been playing the backup point guard minutes. I don't necessarily believe that's going to be the case in the regular season. I think that I think that he might alternate a little bit with Trey Mann. I think they also might stagger their minutes a little bit to where Josh Giddey's playing more um, with the second unit. But in the preseason, with Jay Williams playing the de facto backup point guard, I think Usman really could have stepped into that role had he played without Jay Williams. Now, it remains to be seen what's going to happen um, today. I, I think I did see that Jay Williams is still out with strep throat. I don't think he practiced. Um, I don't know what his game time status was, but I know he wasn't practicing. So maybe there's a possibility that Ooze gets to play today. And if that's the case, like, I want to see this guy cook. Like, you know, we talked about during the draft process, we talked about after we drafted them and in the summer league. Like, this is a guy that thrives with the ball in his hands, making quick decisions with the basketball. We've seen some glimpses here. You know, he doesn't have an assist um, in the preseason yet, but genuinely like generally moves the ball very well and you know if you're looking at his percentages they're not great 33 percent 28.6 percent from three 75 percent from the field um it is worth noting i believe he was 0-5 in his first game from three-point line and he hit both of his shots in the second game so that's improvement that's progress this is another guy that's also working with chip england but being a rookie like santa like chet like Jalen williams in that draft process, yes, they were working out, but they weren't going through like rigorous, rigorous workouts to like really add to their games in the draft season because you just don't have time to do that. You're jumping on a plane here, you're jumping on a plane there, you're going to work out there, you're going to a media event here. Like you just don't have time to really buckle down and add to your game in the off season. So I do believe that you know better times are ahead offensively for Usman Shang, um, but defensively, this dude is an absolute demon like guards wings he was guarding some bigs a little bit like I know like he's he's a little he's skinny he's not as skinny as Pokeshevsky he's not as built as Darius Baisley but dude is huge legitimate 6'10 I don't I, I think that he's legitimately grown since he was drafted obviously he's got a you know more frail frame but he has broad shoulders. And as I've said, like, I think he's really going to fill out into that frame. But defensively, man, he knows where to be. He's got great defensive awareness. Mark Dagnault says that um, he actually talked about Eugene Omarui, who 
for a two two way player, like I've liked what I've seen out of Eugene. Like, you know, I, I think that he's earned that two way spot for a guy that we've never heard of bringing him in here. Like, I thought he played well in summer league, and I thought he played well in preseason. But he's a guy that knows how to defend his position, defend the guy ahead of him. He knows what to he's supposed to do defensively, like by himself, like singularly. Uh, Uzman Jang is a guy that not only knows how he's supposed to be guarding his man, guarding the matchup ahead of him, but everybody else on the floor. Like, his defensive awareness is top-notch. His basketball IQ is ridiculous. His feel is ridiculous. And once he starts to fill into that frame, Usman Jang is literally, like, you know, one of the comps that people have thrown around is Nick Batum. Like, that's... I, I think that's shortchanging him. I think this guy can legitimately be a Paul George-level player. Um, defensively, obviously, he's not as athletic as Paul George, but he has a lot more smoothness in terms of his creation ability for himself and his teammates. Um, the shot looks good. Like I know it's not falling that great right now, but process over results with Usman Shank. Like, keep doing it. Keep, you know, keep getting shots up. Uh, keep that repetition, get that muscle memory going, get with uh, Chip England in the gym. And I know he's working with Chip, you know, shout out Clemente. Uh, he put out that video of who's working with Chip England before or during walkthrough or warm up or shoot around, whatever, one, one of those things. He was working with Chip. So I, I think better times are ahead with Usman Jang. And I think that he could legitimately be like, I know everybody loves Santa. Everybody loves Jada. Everybody loves Jalen Williams. I completely understand it like he's gonna be a really fun player but I think Uzma Jenkins legitimately be the second best player in this draft class behind Chet Holmgren so that's what I gotta say there um other than that like I don't really have too much more to say about the preseason you know we're only halfway through uh, we've played three games uh, I do think that it was fun that we absolutely dog walked the Adelaide 36ers after they did the same <laughs> to the Phoenix Suns so that was cool. It, it was fun to hear Josh talk about how they knew they had to take those guys seriously because of what they did to Phoenix, and they didn't want to, you know, look past them or you know, quote unquote, play down to a competition level that they thought they were. Like, you know, they wanted to make sure that they won that game, and they did. So, to their credit, I think they're two and one the preseason. They beat Denver, um, and they beat Adelaide Thirty Sixers, and they lost by two to the Dallas Mavericks. So. Uh, you know, in terms of wins and losses that don't really matter, uh, we've done pretty well on that front. Um, I do want to touch just like really quickly on Wimby Scoot, uh, and I just want to say that just ridiculous. <laughs> like, obviously, like I said, Rucker's going to be on here with Metcalf um, on Tuesday. We're recording, and like he can break it down more fluently uh, than I can, but like. They're just so special, man. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, if Wimby, like, legitimately realizes his potential, if his shooting is real, and the thing that impressed me the most is, like, uh, shout out to Skit, OKC Skit, you know, the Yanni we've had on the podcast a couple of times. He correctly pointed out that it looked like Wimby got hot from three and he couldn't really get much going inside in the first game. And he's right. He hit seven three-pointers. Um, you know, he didn't get a lot of his shots on the inside. He had 37 points, but 21 of them were off threes. I don't know how many were off free throws or anything like that, but he, you know, he was, he got hot from three and like he kept firing them. I think he was seven and nine from the three point line, which 
still ridiculous for a guy that's seven foot five. So um, that was cool. But in the second game, his shot wasn't falling. I think he hit two threes. Uh, he might have shot four or something like that. I don't have it like the stats in front of me or off the top of the head. Um, but he really got it going inside. He was dominating inside. He was an absolute force of nature. So, you know, that's that's kind of my takeaway from Wimby. Um, you know, like I said, like Rutgers going to be here and break down all the nuances, all the things that you don't see before the game. Um, I, I can't wait. I literally can't wait to talk to Rutgers and Metcalf uh, to really get more excited about you know, not the season coming ahead for the Thunder, but like, you know, another aspect to be excited about. Then also uh, next week on Thursday, I believe, we will be recording with the Ringers, Tower Parker. I can officially say that now. He's a part of the Ringer. He's not just a hired gun uh, for the Ringer. So shout out to Tower Parker. You know, we've had him on the pod a few times. Love Tower Parker. Love his work. Anytime he writes something like, I, I'm I'm consuming that. Uh, he, he's a huge inspiration to me in terms of writing, which I really need to start writing something again now that the season started. But always excited to talk to Tower Parker, um, kind of get his thoughts on the draft, um, Chet's injury, looking ahead to the season, what his expectations are, some of the guys he's looking at in this coming draft. Like It's, it's going to be a good conversation. Always a good time with Parker. Uh, we might even talk about the Emperor's New Groove or um, – uh, Wow, what was that? Story bots again. So, um, yeah, never never know what to expect with Tower Parker. But, yeah, like I said, guys, so next, I guess Wednesday is when it will come out. Uh, not next, I'm sorry. This Wednesday uh, we will be having Tower Rucker. Wow, this is a, it's a Tyler-centric week. I just realized that. We're having Tower Rucker and Tower Metcalf for the No Simmons podcast on Wednesday is when that will release. And then Tower Parker of The Ringer. Uh, that will release on Friday. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be a good time in the podcast land. And then we're going to – I'm meeting with the guys this week uh, of the unit to kind of nail out a more um, a more solid schedule format. I know we've kind of – I've kind of tried to keep it flexible so I could be flexible, but it's just not working. We kind of got to nail down a couple of days that way, you know, we can plan better for it. I thought that it would be easier to plan if we're more flexible, but it's not. Um, we really got to nail something down concrete. So um, be on the lookout for that. And guys, you know, the Thunder basketball season is, I almost said coming upon us again, but it's not. It's 10 days away. It's October 9th as I'm recording this. The first game is October 19th, which is my 10-year anniversary, which is just wild to think about. Uh, still don't know if I'm actually going to be able to watch the regular season opener, but, uh, I will definitely watch the replay if that makes you feel better. But, uh, yeah, I've been rambling. I've definitely gone over my allotted time. I was supposed to wake up my wife 20 minutes ago. She's going to be mad at me, but hey, 10 years of marriage, I think we'll make it through. So guys, I hope you all have a great day, a great weekend. Uh, God bless hoop when you can i'm hooping saturday and i can't wait it's been the first time since gosh i want to say like a month i've played a lot of football lately just the gyms haven't been available um we play in the morning some my kids have soccer games and i've had to miss hooping so i'm really excited to hoop on saturday um so yeah hoop when you can and as always thunder up you've listened to thunder chats hey 
Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.